Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years. A thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. The context of this reading from Second Peter is a Christian community that is growing weary of waiting. They are wondering if the promised return of Christ is ever going to happen. How do you stay vigilant and prepared for such a long period of time? People's behavior begins to waver. Their faith falters. Does any of this sound familiar to you in our current situation with the pandemic and the new stay-at-home order? Sometimes the lectionary gives us an assigned reading that is just what we need for our present time. We are back to a stay-at-home order in the Bay Area because it is so hard for us to wait. So hard for us to sustain the behavior needed to keep the pandemic at bay. I don't know about you, but I have been despairing about how Christmas just isn't going to be what we want it to be this year. But perhaps, perhaps, this is an opportunity to make Advent what it is supposed to be. This passage from 2 Peter has been called a theology of waiting. It has two components. The first, expectation. Will it be worth the wait? The second, the response. What do I do in the meantime? The author of Second Peter is telling this Christian community that it will be worth the wait to lead lives of holiness and godliness in the meantime. And indeed, by doing so, you may hasten the day. We in our day look to the end of this pandemic, to the arrival of the vaccine. And we can help hasten the day. But it is hard to return to the urgency of March and April. It is hard to sustain crisis response. But now we see the implications of our impatience. We all want to live life on our own terms, not on ones that have been dictated to us, even if it is for our own good. There is a metaphor for faith here that is at the heart of the reading from Second Peter. Faith is about living our lives on God's terms and in God's time. For that 
is the path to reconciling the world to the love of God in Christ. The key to this is patience. Patience is a virtue to the extent it imitates God's patience. The author of 2 Peter writes, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish. God's patience is more like geological time, a flowing sequence of dramatic change, imperceptible to us. As the author writes, with the Lord one day is like a thousand years. Patience is precisely what we need in this moment. It is not just a spiritual value, but indeed a public health imperative. Yet we are impatient for things to return to normal. Perhaps without even asking if normal is actually something we should return to. Is God not inviting us into something new? Now is the time to consider what you want to be different in your life when this is over. Second Peter reminds us not to confuse patience and waiting with inactivity and slowness. Patience is active. Were it not, would we pray for it so much? Just yesterday, I was working on this sermon on patience. I checked my phone only to see on the screen a message that said, SIM card failure. And my phone could not connect to the cellular network. After trying a few things, I uh, looked up online. I ended up in a two-hour hellhole of Verizon automated assistance going deeper and deeper and deeper until I finally looped into two different half-hour on-hold sessions to talk to a live person. Let's just say I lost my patience several times, and I'm really glad no one else was in the office to hear me. Today is the feast of St. Nicholas, uh, who many of us know as Santa Claus. But December 6th is the feast of St. Nicholas. The story is told of St. Nicholas attending the Ecumenical Council of Nicaea, from which we get the Nicene Creed we will recite after this sermon, which uh, many people say is the creed is there to uh, correct any of the heresies I'm giving to you right now. But the council was called around a debate in the church about the nature of God and the relationship of the persons of the Trinity and whether they were co-equal or there was some sort of a hierarchy. And Arius, who was the main proponent of what the church now considers heresy, 
was going on and on. And St. Nicholas was growing impatient with what he saw was false teaching. And according to legend, in the middle of one of Arius's speeches, St. Nicholas walked in front of all the bishops over to Arius and slapped him on the face in the middle of his, his speech. Impatience. The new stay-at-home order we have runs for most of this season of Advent until, I think, January 4th, just before the Epiphany on January 6th, when the Magi visited the Christ child, bearing gifts for the newborn king. Let us use this time to actively cultivate waiting and patience as spiritual practices of holiness and godliness. It is not something that we can or should do alone. We must encourage each other, just as the author of Second Peter seeks to encourage those who are growing weary and impatient waiting for the return of our Lord. So reach out to those who may be isolated. Find ways to support businesses and workers whose waiting takes away their income. Above all, act with love and care for the health of others. Patience is indeed a virtue, but during a pandemic, impatience can be deadly. The only way to get through this is to do what it takes to get through this. It's actually quite urgent that we keep waiting. And above all, hold fast to God's promise that the light coming into the world will never be overcome by the darkness. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of the Lord as our salvation.